In a world shaped by ancient civilizations and remarkable trade networks, a wondrous journey awaits. Footprints presents Connected, a gripping 10-episode series that takes you into the lives of ordinary people whose destinies intertwine with the ancient Silk Road and the Belt and Road Initiative. Following the modern initiative that connects several continents via land and maritime networks, we uncover captivating stories along the way and witness how it bridges different cultures and peoples throughout time. Brace yourself for an enthralling experience with Connected, arriving on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today and join us on this extraordinary journey through time and space. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable, coming to you from Beijing. I'm Lai Ming. Coming up on today's show, China seeks to get more retired teachers back to the teaching post. What is the purpose of this move and who stands to benefit? And to raise awareness on the health implications of sugary drinks, a pilot program has been launched in Shanghai to label the sugar content in beverages. Is sugar consumption that much of a problem now and will this program achieve its goals? You can share your perspectives about Roundtable and the issues we discuss. Send us an email at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. For this discussion, I'm joined by Joshua Cottero and Yo Holly. Now on Roundtable, we talk about uh, the initiative to get retired teachers back in the classroom, as teachers, of course, in some cases. Um, so China has launched an action plan for, to further encourage retired teachers to get back to teaching. The move is expected to see the re-employment of about 120,000 retired teachers across the country in three years. And uh, there are a couple of things that we need to consider here. What kind of teachers are we talking about that the MOE is trying to get back in the classroom? Because, well, there are different ways we can categorize the teachers, primary school teachers, secondary compulsory education, high school, college, university. So we know that different types of teachers have different types of roles and they go through different challenges in their career and whether or not they're ready to go back in the classroom upon retirement. Oh, they also have a different retirement age, probably, depending on who they are. So what exactly are we talking about? What kind of teachers are getting back in the classroom? Well, in terms of age, actually, retired teachers teaching offline in primary schools must be under 65, while teachers teaching at other levels, general higher education, vocational education, adult education, and uh, private education can be under 70. And there is no specific age limit for teachers working online. Hmm. And that is to say, if you are a teacher, you've retired, and you want to get back, there is this platform for you to start teaching again, start doing the job you love to do. And it depends on, like Lemming said, what kind of education uh, you are engaged in. And there will be this kind of age limit. But one thing we should make clear for sure is that it's not like we're forcing the retired teachers to come back. It's more like we give them the platform. If they want to, they can apply for jobs in other schools, in schools in other provinces, or doing online courses. So there's the platform so that uh, the teachers that are you know, already retired, but still have a passion, have the experience, the knowledge, and the technique would 
be um, encouraged and also helped to get back to the post. And when it comes to different areas of teachers, actually, there are um, six different categories. We talked about higher education. For higher education, um, we support universities with growth potential and distinctive uh, disciplines. So that's where the teacher can um, put their effort in. And also, um, we also talk about vocational education, basic education, lifelong education, and private education. So teachers can work in these different areas. Mm-hmm. So um, what subjects do they have to teach? I mean, it's a wide range of subjects, depending on whether or not they have the passion to pursue the career upon retirement, that would be the case. What's the current retirement age for teachers? You mentioned something about not a forced initiative for them for all <laughs> teachers to come back. I mean, so this doesn't have anything to do with the overall postponement of retirement age. Well, no, 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 it's not the same issue. Actually, currently the retirement age in China is sixty for men, fifty-five for female office workers, and fifty for female blue-collar workers. So after that age, you are totally entitled to enjoy your after working years kind of life. You can travel, you can do whatever you want. But if you still love to teach, here is the platform for you to go on to. Mm -hmm. And Josh, uh, is this common practice in the UK where you come from? And what's the general retirement age uh, for teachers in your country? And how many of them would choose to stay? Yeah, well, this is something that's quite interesting. And I think an important point when it comes to this conversation about why teachers do retire at a certain age. In the UK, it's between 60 and 65. Um, It depends on the institution that you're teaching at. But I think that because there is this thing with a pension, actually most teachers um, tend to retire slightly younger than a lot of working professionals in the UK because Hmm. their their pension wealth actually spikes once they reach a certain age. Um, And this isn't the case for other professions and actually a lot of teachers could and want to continue teaching after this age I think but obviously it's not uh, economically worth it if your um, uh, if your pension wealth is going to spike at that particular age so in the UK we have quite a lot of teachers that technically retire but then they might go back in some form they might go back to teaching in some form or another universities are a different ball game of course, um, professors and teachers end up uh, teaching a lot longer than they do mm. in state schools, for mm-hmm. example, in the UK. And, and does it have to do with the society aging or is it entirely the interest or the choice on the part of individual teachers? And they want to stay in the post, they want to, well, perhaps enhance their income, that kind of thing. What's the major factor affecting people's decision here? In the United Kingdom, right. uh, I, I would say that it's definitely money. Um, I think that teachers often retiring in their 60s, early 60s, again, it comes down to pensions. Uh, A lot of teachers uh, rely on state pensions and state pensions are pretty, um, they're a bit more rigid than other pensions, I would say. So there's a more defined retirement age um, and so this this is a big reason I would say that uh, me, that makes teachers retire younger than they they would. Another reason, of course, is that uh, the job is pretty stressful, and depending on the institution that you're teaching in, uh, it can take uh, quite a big toll on 
physical and and, and mental health. So uh, I, I would say that this is another factor that definitely uh, plays a part in teachers retiring at that age, which I would say is a reasonable age to retire at generally. It's <laughs> early 60s. I right. think that is a good point. And actually, um, thinking about my own personal experience, my aunt is an English teacher in a university. Actually, she was the headmaster of uh, the college. But mm. after retired, she would love to continue teaching. But in her university, because there are enough young English teachers and they they are very capable and she was not that much needed for a teaching position. Of uh -huh. course, she can still talk to the young professionals about the teaching techniques, her experiences, sharing, and all of those knowledge, of course. But her choice was to uh, opt to a private university and help teaching students there. And of course, she got where she would love to go. But I think with this platform, for some teachers, for example, if you are in the similar position, you want to teach, but your school does not need you that urgently, maybe you can put your effort in some other places. Now, with this platform, not only can you find a job in the private sector, you can also be, for example, working in a different university, a less developed one, so that your expertise would be shared in a more valuable way. Mm -hmm, sure, that's a fair point. And there were two things in the information we touched upon so far, and that is, uh, number one, there is a distinction, there's an age distinction for teachers who want to continue teaching in primary school as against uh, other levels of education. I, I think it makes sense because I, I remember as a kid in primary school, I had a very old <laughs> biology teacher and and we, we all had problem uh, hearing him you know understanding ah. him and so that was an issue and also um, when you are old enough it's you might find it hard to move around so if there's a distinction between the age if you are younger let's say below the age of 65 you might find it easier to travel and commute to the classroom whereas if you are, go online i mean the certainly raising the age limit a bit to 70 would make a lot of sense also um for older students um, secondary high school and colleges they might find it easier to communicate people who are much older than them as compared to young people young children who are still trying to learn uh, the art of speaking and communicating so uh, two things that i would like to highlight here and then to continue our discussion about the opportunities presented to retired teachers new only mentioned earlier that if and when uh, the previous schools don't find them quite uh, useful where they urgently, are. Urgently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> urgently needed. Yes. And there, there's a possibility of looking for other opportunities uh, in areas that might need them much more urgently. Not only that, actually, if you choose for online courses, there is no age limit. As mm. long as you can provide courses online, it does not really matter um, how old you are as a teacher. And also, actually, in order to help these retired teachers get back on the post they really enjoy and love, there are even training courses helping them to understand the up-to-date information about the subject, about the teaching methodology, and maybe some new requirements. And of course, um, in terms of techniques, because maybe I'm a really good teacher, but I'm really just 
let's say, comfortable with a blackboard instead of a PowerPoint presentation、mm-hmm. or any kind of virtual reality AI. Aided kind of technologies with these helps. If I'd like to learn, I'll be able to go through these training courses before I get back to the teaching post.、Mm, if you can attend and and teach online, you already can prove that you possess the some kind of ability to navigate the technologies that is、too. necessary <laughs>、yes. uh, for us in our in our day and age. So that would make sense. And、uh, Josh, what's your general reaction to this initiative of? China trying to get retired teachers back to the teaching post. Do you think who's going to benefit mostly from this initiative? The retired teachers, or or students, or the schools? I think it depends how the initiative works. I think that if it results in teachers being paid fairly and their pensions not being affected, I think that's a big thing. So as long as a teacher would be able to. Go back after retirement and still be able to claim their full pension.、Um, I'm not exactly sure how it works in China, but I think if all those things are fair and in place, I think that everybody can benefit. I think that teachers who have a wealth of experience. I mean, there maybe is a discussion to be had about the teacher going through、uh, a certain kind of evaluation,、um, depending on how long they've been. Retired, something like this. I'm sure that many teachers with that much experience would probably detest the idea of going through training again or something like this. But I think that that probably has to happen as well. I think that there has to be quality control to some degree.、Um, and I think if all that's in place, I think it's good for everybody. I think that it's definitely better to allow teachers who are still competent and still willing to come back after retirement than it is, for example, to lower the bar. Uh, for new teachers, in order to get more teachers that way,、um, so yeah, I think that it is a good thing, and it can benefit students, schools, and of course, teachers all around. Yeah, I totally agree. And also, there of course are different kinds of evaluation systems. And another thing I'd like to mention here is that actually in China there are different kind of way to evaluate a teacher when you are a teacher instead of、uh, already get retired. Actually, there's the senior teacher.、Um, Uh, junior teacher—that's a professional level.、Mm-hmm. There's also a honor that is the super fine teacher in Chinese. We say 特级教师 Okay. Because in the Chinese, I bet your aunt is.、Uh... Oh yeah,、teacher. she's really good. And the thing I'm trying to say here is because for senior and junior, it's it's the kind of level that you can、um, apply for. You you have issued certain amount of essays. You have teach. You have certain kind of teaching results. You can apply for the different levels, professional、okay. levels. But for the super fine teachers, 特级 is an honor.、Mm-hmm. It shows how great you are. You're exceptional. And for a lot of 特级教师 a lot of this. Super fine teachers. They would love to share what makes them super fine and、mm-hmm. what、um, experience they have and what special connection they have with their students and how do they achieve that. And I think with this kind of system or a platform in place, schools would have a better. Um, opportunity and better chance to attract these super fine teachers to not only teach students but teach young teachers.、Mm-hmm. That's a very、uh, good point. I mean, a few years ago we talked about how a、uh, a classroom in coastal region、uh, was able to reach students in the relatively remote. 
uh, region in southwest China, I mean, the, in the mountains, uh, through uh, online live stream. And while, as we were talking about this topic, we uh, realized uh, we, we were able to learn that there's a gap, a huge gap, in fact, uh, between the level of teachers in, in different parts of the country and uh, for instance, in the coastal regions where the economy is much more developed, where there are more people concentrated there, uh, the teachers have the capacity to pursue and develop themselves uh, to a much higher level because they are more experienced. They probably have a higher level of degree to begin with. And as such, they have um, the advantage of a whole career's experience and if they uh, retire and just walk away and uh, let that experience go into waste, is uh, it is a waste of resources. It is indeed. And if somehow um, through this program, this uh, there's a possibility for them to reach other students in more remote and less developed regions of the country, and it's a it's a huge blessing. And I, I can't help but recall the kind of. Uh, memory and the feeling that I got when reading about the live stream classrooms uh, uh, story as somebody who's from a relatively remote part of the country, I really treasure the opportunity of getting exposed and getting into contact with uh, more experienced teachers uh, who are more, you know, more informed, more knowledgeable, and and perhaps even uh, and equipped with the the most advanced and cutting-edge teaching methodology. All of those, all of them should matter. I mean, that's the thing that retired teachers, silver-haired teachers can bring uh, to to the entire education system. Mm, and it's also not the first time China's trying to um, help the retired teachers shine again and again. Actually, since 2020, the Ministry of Education has launched a series of programs to rehire retired college teachers to work at higher education institutions in China's less developed areas. And this year, it's already the fourth batch of retired teachers that will be allocated to those institutions. It's just for this initiative for this action plan. I think it's a relatively more comprehensive. It covers more areas like we discussed earlier. And it has also encouraged not only teachers, but uh, professional workers when they're retired, if they want to share their expertise in a vocational education institution, and if they pass the standards, if they know how to teach, they're also encouraged to take on a teaching position, which I think one of our colleague, Manling, um, is doing similar things. She's not, of course, a uh, vocational worker, but she's been working in the broadcasting profession for her entire working life. And after retired, she went into teaching in a private university, teaching kids how to do broadcasting and putting her working, really abundant working experience in the teaching job. She's doing a really good job. And I think those kids really benefited. Mm. Well, Maoling's was uh, certainly an extraordinary story and example in the sense that she, before joining us, had experience teaching at mm. a normal university in Beijing. So uh, it's much easier for her to uh, return to the classroom upon retirement from, uh, with us. But then again, uh, it's not rare to have teachers, quote-unquote teachers, uh, who didn't have an education background 
education as in teaching background,、mm. uh, but uh, who are、uh, industry insiders who can share a lot of experiences and also knowledge when it comes to teaching. Uh, vocational school students. I mean, that's being the practice. And Josh, where you are, is it common for, let's say, people of the business world to join the academia and、uh, go into the classroom to share their experience with the students? Yeah,、um, it's definitely not uncommon.、Uh, I think that universities often have various ways, various means that allow for experts in all fields to be in the classroom or. Be in the university and and help to some degree. Of course, it depends on the subject. Some some disciplines, some academic disciplines, are I would say a little bit more traditional、mm-hmm. um, in their requirements when it comes to you needing to have a PhD in that particular subject, for example, or have gone to a specific type of institution like a Russell Group or Ivy League、uh, University, for example. But other other subjects, I think, especially subjects these days like business. Of、management,、course. yeah, yeah, business, business and management.、Um, my dad actually teaches business and management and、e- economic related subjects at university, and they got all kinds of guest speakers coming in、um, and things like this. When it comes to full time work, there are still things that those lecturers need to do in order to become qualified.、Um, you do need to do some sort of teaching, get some sort of teaching qualification. But yeah, it's pretty common, I think, which. Allows the universities to remain diverse and and pretty good, actually. I think、mm-hmm. another example I can think of was、um, in my hometown, Jiangxi Province, in the southern county or the southern city of Ganzhou.、Uh, they are very much well known for their、uh, wooden furniture, and it's a huge business locally. And as such, the vocational schools there were organizing uh, courses uh, helmed by. Uh, industry insiders, and so、uh, th- these were people working in furniture design, graphic design, and they uh, would uh, join the classroom and share their experience, also share their observation of what's going on in the industry at such, and to help the students get a really getting to touch with what's going on and、uh, really have the. Uh, knowledge and also skills that are required should they want to join the industry, and by my count, I mean they should want to join the industry. I mean that's what vocational schools are meant for to train students and, and talent that are needed in particular industries. We also mentioned a little bit about the so-called lifelong education. That actually refers to elderly education, community education institutions, and、uh, open education institutions.、Um, these are also, I think, a sector that it's really easy for people to ignore or to oversee because. Actually, after retirement, many teachers, especially for those who used to work in higher education institutions, they can go to be a teacher for the fellow retired friends. They can also work in a community college or、um, a teacher in a education institution in areas with insufficient development. And also, these institutions would recruit retired school principals, administrators, educational researchers, and outstanding teachers from various levels and all types of schools, as well as experts and skilled workers in their respective fields. And after undergoing review and training, these senior age teachers can engage in teaching and research supporting activities, combined. 
combining both online and offline methods as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and for all the benefits we've just talked about of having uh, retired teachers going back to the classroom, and for all the directions in which these retired teachers can pursue, can continue pursue their uh, career development, and I think there is still one more caveat, and that is when there are only that amount of jobs out there in the society, and when we have more and more retired people. Uh, filling them, what hap- what happens to young people who are seeking job opportunities? I mean, we are uh, facing a little bit of a challenge in in the job market, and uh, especially young college graduates. They they would think of uh, a stable job in a school or high school as a, a good opportunity. I mean, how do we? Avoid such a scenario from happening. And Josh,、uh, where you come from, and you said it's quite common for retired teachers to come back, and and for business insiders even to come back. I mean, are there concerns over older people taking jobs from young people? I wouldn't say that's a massive concern, given that the main concern, like in many countries, is just simply the lack of teachers.、Um, so, in in the United Kingdom. There's a serious need for more teachers.、Uh, it's a really difficult profession to get into, and then the pay is pretty insultingly low. I would say for the for the importance of the job. So yeah, I don't think people have a particular issue with this.、Um, I'm not sure what it's like working、uh, in the institution and whether there's any sort of dispute or friction there between the teachers themselves. Um, but I know that from an institutional standpoint, on a national scale, it's not something that people particularly worry about. All right, you're listening to Roundtable. Coming up in the second half of the show, a color-coded system to alert customers about the amount of sugar they consume when they shop for beverages. Will this raise awareness for healthy sugar consumption and foster healthier lifestyles, or is there a healthy way of sugar consumption? Is it a good move to be expanded nationwide? We will find out all about it after the short break. <laughs> 